Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Welcome back to another week. Uh, It is post-Sugar Bowl, but that does not mean we have nothing to talk about, Daniel. We actually have some very, very exciting things to talk about on the uh, basketball news. Well, basketball front is, to say the season has kicked into full swing is an understatement. And I feel like I'm even more juiced to talk about football than I have been in quite some time, Clint. Daniel, I couldn't agree more. We're going to get to that uh, because I think, Daniel and I, our emotions, we, we're not dead inside anymore, it feels like. It feels like, yes. it feels like CPR We've... was given on us. Somehow we didn't even know we needed to be resuscitated, and yet here we are finding ourselves now remembering what it is to live. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's the life that we're fully engaged in. It truly is, truly is. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're glad you're here and glad you found us. We talk all things Georgia sports, uh, for the most part, basketball, football. Uh, and Daniel and I are not gurus or insiders by any stretch of the imagination. How were you on your crystal ball predictions, Daniel? What percentage did you give yourself on your crystal ball predictions for all recruiting, signees? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't. The floor doesn't even recognize the crystal ball <laughs> as a thing. Ask me how I did on my locks for oh, the season. Hello. Because cha-ching. We uh, made y'all we, money is what we did. We, we took that down. Who who told you that Georgia minus five sugar bowl was a lock? Who Not told Daniel. you to get on that and bet that and bet it again? Um, yeah, we don't do crystal balls. We are not gurus or insiders of any kind. We're Georgia fans. That's all we claim to be. If you're looking for something more than that, you've come to the wrong place. But if you are a Georgia fan and you just want to hear other Georgia fans talk the way that Georgia fans talk, um, then you're in the right place. That's what Clint and I are. If you want to join in the conversation, we would love that. You can email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. You can always send us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. We'd love to interact with you, engage with you, send us a question, send us a comment, send us your thoughts and opinions about um, the various lunacy that you hear on this podcast. We welcome all of it. We do. Uh, if, you ha- if you have positive feedback for us, you can leave us a rating or a review. Five stars is preferable. It helps the show out a tremendous amount. It doesn't cost you anything, but it helps us out a bunch. You can leave us a review. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, the, tons of you have already done that. We appreciate you. Uh, appreciate all of y'all listening to the show. We know that football season is over, and so some of you are not quite as engaged in – well, hopefully you're – That'd be a mistake. That would be a huge mistake. One, because there's football news to cover, which we're about to get to. And two, because, hello, did the basketball team get a program-defining win on Saturday? But first, uh, let's start with football. Clint, let's get get that out in the open. Let's get it out of the way. So if you're here for the football, uh, you're in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Segment one, Clint... Let's talk about the players that are going to be on next year's team. You want to talk about the players that are going to be new to the program next year, or do you want to talk about the players that are going to be coming back to the program next Daniel, year? Which I, one? Which category do you want to start with? I want to start with players coming back to the program. Let's do Daniel. it. Okay. Let's do it. And let me let me lead out. Let me be the first lead, one to say. Lead okay. out. Honors on the tee box. Thank you. Because here's the deal. Tell Richard the deal. LeCount... Welcome back, my brother. Hello. Okay. Hello, you're my brother. He's yes, your brother I, now. He is now. He is now. Yes. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. I see. I didn't Long-time know. listeners didn't. of the podcast will remember I wanted to take that stupid baseball bat he used to carry around and hit his own ankle with it. I, I, I can't I, help but notice Richard has lost the baseball bat. 
I, there, is, mis- there is a correlation between playing ability mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. baseball bat presence. When one Tell goes down, the other goes it. up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, look, here's the deal. We said before the season began, we made a prediction um, who was going to be a better safety, JR or Richard. Now, it's debatable across the board. Statistically, Richard had a better season. Yep. JR is an incredible, incredible safety. We wish him well as he goes on. But, Daniel, I would submit to you, Richard had a solid, solid season. We were impressed he, with his play. I didn't. There was no time during the season when I thought to myself, get Richard LeCount off the field. Correct. And, and that's a step up from his sophomore campaign, to say the least. There were times in his sophomore year when he looked soft. There were times in his sophomore year where he looked lost. I didn't see any of that this year. I did. I mean, there were some times this year when I, you know, you'd like to see him wrap up a little bit better. But even Monty Rice misses a tackle every now and then. It's not the end of the world. Richard LeCount played more physical. He played faster. He played more downhill. He was in the right spot. He was, uh, he was clearly dictating the defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Jr. Reed, the obvious leader of that of the back end of the defense, but Richard LeCount. Uh, seems like he is poised to step into that role seamlessly, I would say. Yeah, we all want to talk about the loss of JR. Uh, we have JR 2.0, maybe mm-hmm. with a better ceiling. Okay, so. I, yeah, I agree. Thrilled, thrilled he's back. Couldn't expect that. Malik Herring, come on down, brother. Malik Herring, welcome back to the program. I didn't even know, full disclosure, that Malik Herring was considering leaving the program. On the I last sometimes- podcast, Daniel, I was going to ask you what you thought his draft stock was, if anything at all, because I thought he was gone for sure, but sure enough, no, no, eligibility still there. Sometimes people make announcements that you're like, oh, well, I'm happy about that. I just didn't know I needed to be told that. Like That's I didn't a true, know. That is a true announcement in the greatest sense <laughs> of the world, as it has announced yeah, something like a- new to me. Oh, well, great. That's like... That's like announcing the socks that you want to wear are located in the drawer, the sock drawer today. Right. Like, well, that's that's sort of what I expected to be the case. Right. But they, but I'm happy. I'm happy about the result of the announcement. Uh, listen, Malik Herring, you and I were both really high on him. He did kind of fade yeah. off it towards the end of the season, but uh, couldn't be more excited about. Uh, senior defensive lineman is he the most talented guy on the field no he probably isn't um, but but he is a bad man he's mm-hmm. going to step into that role and he is going to he's going to bring that that energy and toughness the leadership on the defensive line I couldn't be more excited about it and Clint I just got to ask you this we record this on Sunday night yeah we have no clue we have no clue but let me just ask you Clint does it does it feel like something is building here? Like we're building up to something. Like like yeah. these announcements yeah. were the appetizers. Uh-huh. Like a, a lady walking around with a tray, and we just said, "Oh, I'll take a little Richard LeCount off here. That looks mm-hmm. fine. Oh, this little Malik Herring over here." But 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 then somebody's gonna come into the room and say, "Could everyone please be seated? Mm-hmm. We're now gonna serve the main course, Clint." Does mm-hmm. it feel like that to you? Yeah, Jake Fromm coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Uh, What about the players that are new to the program, Daniel, that will be in? Let's start with just the biggest commit by sheer foot size. You mean girth. I I literally mean in every every measurable size that you can put on a human being, the biggest commit. And that's Washington. My goodness, Daniel. I'm not not trying to ask if, if... if the young man was held back, I'm not trying to ask that, Clint. That's not what I'm trying to ask here. Okay, okay. don't hear, don't hear me ask something that I'm not trying to ask. 
Okay. <laughs> we, we make declarative statements here. Okay, there are okay. periods at I'm the not, end of our statements. I'm not trying to ask that question. Here's what I'm trying to say. Um, how old is this cat? Like, he 20, 38? 21. Or 20, 21. <laughs> Easy 21. No. This, this guy could run for president and no one would even ask for his birth certificate. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, this is a guy. That's a whole new birther experience right there. You're just bringing a whole new thing into it. First, you're talking about Sherman going down the South, and now you're bringing up birther political up. You brought that up. Clint Shamblin, everybody. That's not me. That was not. I did not bring that up. You brought that up. I didn't hear. Um, Clint, do we need playmakers catching the ball? Is that what we need from this class? Did we lack a large presence down the middle of a seam sometime to go up and catch a ball to get us a first down? Did we lack that sometimes? That, listen, you say what you want, and, um, but you look at the difference in product, like the difference in talent in our tight ends last year versus this year. Okay? And listen, Charlie Warner and Eli Wolf played admirably at times. Both mm-hmm. of them had big catches in the Florida game. We we already well documented. Um, but you look at the overall drop-off in talent at that position, and then you look at the overall drop-off in productivity of the offense, and Clint. Kind of coincides, doesn't it? It's fair to say, listen, there's no way that this, a guy like this can hurt our program. You saw what Ojibojo did at Missouri. You saw what... Cat uh, at Florida did uh, yeah. to us these pass these big pass catching tight ends. Um, they are they are a weapon in in the offense, a weapon that we desperately need. But it's not just the offensive side of the ball that no, is no. improving. Clint. No, no, your your boy Keely Ringo uh, from the West Coast. Hello, um, a lock to Oregon is what I heard. I mean, I'm no guru, sure, but people who get paid for a living to do this Correct. a lot. This kid is going to Oregon um, for sure. And is he going to Oregon, Clint? Oh, no. There's all 6'2", 205 in blazing speed of one of the top recruits, not just at cornerback. I, I mean top recruits in the nation is going to come mm-hmm. and try to say, try to say, oh, you had a, you had a kid here named Champ? That's that's cute. Let's, let's see what I can do. I mean, the guy is... Another worldly talent, Daniel, by all measurables and everything else. Uh, didn't want to go to Oregon, said no to Nike, said, I, I want to wear red and black. Get me out there. And this guy, oh my. Listen, Oregon, you ain't recruiting against no Clay Helton anymore, no. okay? Like, you can't no. just come in. You you go take from USC whatever you want. But By the way, Kirby- the people who are who are bagging on Kirby for not keeping Georgia, was, I get we got talented players in Georgia. I'm not... I'm not fighting that. Okay, that's a mm-hmm. statement of fact. Okay, but do you know the three states that have the most top five star, four star in the whole entire nation? Top three states: Florida, Texas, California. Where is Kirby going and getting these cats from those areas? Let is, me tell is, you. So, let me tell you something, Clint. You think a comment about Sherman marching <laughs> through the South is going to fire up? The people listening to this podcast. Let me just explain to you what you did. <laughs> you just took Georgia high school football and said, get on on the back of the bus. That that opinion is yours and yours alone. It is not. I'm I'll not, wear it. I'm not, I will I'm not, wear it. I am not touching it. On In other news, uh-huh. I am 
thrilled that this kid is a bulldog, that he's going to be wearing the red and black. Um, it's a position you can't have too many athletes in. And now we have another one. All right, that is enough football talk. We'll talk some more football tomorrow. But we got some basketball to discuss, Clint. And what is that basketball discussion, Daniel? Was there a big game this weekend? Listen, it's a big game. It was a big game about midway through the first half. Going mm-hmm. into this game, it was not a big game. It was an almost surefire blowout. Like, we, were, we, we were bordering on speaking like Dan Mullen for a second with moral victories. We were really close as a, as a fan base saying, let's just go out and show some good things. Let's have Ant-Matt do a couple dunks and let's get out of there without being beat too bad. We lost but. by 20 plus points to Arizona State on the road. Now we go in here, top 10 program, uh, a team that is uh, really having a, a fantastic season uh, as we as we get on into it. James Wiseman defected off the team. Boy, did we get the better end of that recruiting. When we got Anthony Edwards. They got James Wiseman. Uh, thank you very much. May I have another? Yes, please. Um, Anthony Wiseman, or James Wiseman, I should say, leaves the team, and they rattle off 10 straight wins, uh, this Memphis team. They are better without him. They are better without the drama. This is a high-quality team, and Georgia went in there uh, and got the W, Clint. Didn't just play close. Didn't just put on another Michigan State performance where we had a good showing and made it respectable in the end. We got the W, and that is a huge, huge thing, especially as we get into March. Yes, exactly. As we get closer, our resume builder, clearly. But, Daniel, this is is momentum building. This is trajectory changing because, uh, Daniel, we beat a top 10 team, right? The top ten that, team. That's we, correct. We beat them. Uh, that must have like happened. I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably like four years ago. We could probably say that five years ago. No, Clint. The last time we beat a top ten team was nine seasons ago. Oh, I'm, um, I'm The Georgia I'm basketball. The Georgia basketball program. So, so prior to you and I having children, it's in. A, it's a, been a, nigh upon a decade since we have beaten a top 10 team but clint do you know when the last time we beat a top 10 team on the road was uh that must have been like i don't know 15 years ago maybe it was in 2004 oh clint it was in 2004 top 10 team on the road jarvis hayes was roaming the sidelines for (laughs) the the, the the jarvis hayes the jarvis hayes was absolutely killing fools down in athens twin brother jonas um, uh, dominating people in the post. No, this this is not a win that comes along every day. We got it done, Clint. Talk to me about your thoughts about the game. Here's what impressed me so much. We, uh, it's already been talked about by many people. Ant Man did not have his best game in this he game. He did not at all. Uh, we've talked about next year's squad being much more mature and having talent across the board with some incoming people and being a better team overall. But all of a sudden, Daniel. That mm-hmm. expectation for the better team next year, we're starting to show some depth all of a sudden. Because did you see my boy? We we shot mm-hmm. 10 of 22 from behind the arc. Hello. <laughs> were we were we good at shooting three-pointers before this game, Daniel? How, how was no. Our, our... No. No. We were atrocious. All of a sudden, Kamara just says, I, I got some range. Throw oh, it out here to, to the wing. To Monty Kamara, just pitch Ooh. it out to him, and he is Ooh. just going to put it in your eye hole time after time after time. Like, 
That cat just draining. Didn't know he had the range in him. I did not. I did not expect that to be one of his biggest contributions to this team. Had no idea. Uh, and here he is over there. Oh, slowly, quietly and slowly, becoming one of my favorite players on this team. Oh, he is all the toughness, all the hustle, all the little things that you love to see in a basketball player. He's incredibly athletic. And he's showing a little bit of skill. You, you, you thought coming into this game, he's that gritty role player who, who is, he needs to work on a jumper, and then he would be a real weapon. Well, guess what? Hello. He a real, he a real weapon today. Uh-oh. Happy learn uh, how to putt. Uh-oh. <laughs> is right. Um, along those same lines, Clint, Christian Brown mm-hmm. um, getting very few minutes at the beginning of the season. Uh, yep has slowly and steadily grown into a role. I would say these two guys, Kamara and Brown, are the two most improved players on this team so far. Both freshmen, both have really grown into their role. Christian Brown looked like he could barely dribble the basketball at the beginning of the season. Like it was he looked like a newborn giraffe out there. Like he was walking was difficult for him. Like he would just trip and fall sometimes. I'm not sure why. Um, He was very tall. And 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 looked athletic, but uh-huh. it was uh-huh. it was very hard for him to put it together. All of a sudden, he's out there draining threes, and he's making hustle plays and getting rebounds. You know, he's still not leading this team in minutes, but he is a he's becoming more and more a valuable contributor off the bench. Um, Clint, speaking of the bench, oh, mm-hmm. did you notice where Tyree Crump spent the second half? Hey. Hey, uh, no, he. This is this is one of our stalwarts, Daniel. He he was out there for the whole game, contributing and making buckets at crucial times. No, he was not. No, because Tyree made... Crump is not good. No, he's not good. He's um, not good. But the but the bigger picture is, uh, Tom Crane seems as though he is willing to let guys not be good and not play them. Tom and, Tom Crane, longtime listener of the pod, finally longtime listener of the pod, finally hey, taking Tom, some advice. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for again. listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your rating and review that you left us on iTunes. Um, no, listen, he's just – Tyree Crump's not one of our ten best players, and that's not a not slight to him no. necessarily. It's just we have better players, and um, if he shoots the ball well, Tyree Crump has a role on this team. And so I hope he puts something together in practice. I do I, – I mean, I want him to play because – as a spot-up, catch-and-shoot shooter, if he's shooting the ball well, he's an asset to this team. But um, but Gresham mm-hmm. played a mm-hmm. heck of a game, uh, proved himself to be a reliable three-point shooter. We all know about Xavier Wheeler. We all know about um, uh, the work that Jordan Harris has done since coming back from suspension. Ty Fagan do, is... Do we- do we get all these plays you're listing off again? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a scenario. I'm gonna give you a scenario. We went into Kentucky. We had our best player not perform well. We had. You mean the, Memphis? We went Memphis. Into I'm Memphis. sorry. Yes, because Kentucky's sorry, you're coming. You're getting ahead of yourself. I'm getting ahead. We're we're going in there this week. Uh, we go to Memphis. Uh, one of our returning pivotal players from last year is mm-hmm. on the bench most of the time. Senior our leader. Best, uh, senior mm-hmm. leader on the bench. Our best player not having his best game. No. We're also having a contributor be suspended from the team and not on the team, Daniel. Okay, mm. I, if I gave you this situation to you three weeks ago, you're you're taking the the point spread for Memphis all day oh. long. All I day think, long. 
Yeah, I remember seeing Memphis was only like a seven and a half point favorite going into this game, and I remember thinking to myself, what? I mean, I didn't bet it because I don't like to bet against Georgia, but like I remember thinking to myself, that's not enough points. That's, this, we lost this, by 24 or something to Arizona State. Yeah. No, this game was just like, to me, this had the feel of not the biggest stage as the Sugar Bowl, but the Sugar Bowl showed us that we had depth all around and we had guys that wanted to play. This game showed me basketball had some depth and they want to play and play well yeah. they did. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about some more bigger picture stuff. Uh, in terms of the basketball team and get away from this specific game. Uh, so we got some big, big schedule coming up, Daniel. Is that fair to say? We have we, uh, some tough opponents in SEC play. We, we do. The SEC schedule uh, is not doing us any favors. Um, uh, but but well, I just I want to ask you, as we move into this schedule we move into sec play we got we got through this game i mean on the road at memphis that is a you know that's a big time game um uh, and now as we move into sec play we've got uh kentucky on tuesday mm-hmm. uh after that is tennessee uh no, no no i'm sorry after that is auburn at auburn after that mm-hmm. is tennessee at home after that is mississippi state who is a very good team on the road in Starkville. After that is Kentucky in Lexington. Clint, that is a nasty. That's murderous road. Nasty. Daniel. You combine that with Memphis, a top 10 team, and you got six games that nobody, you could go 0-6 and not even blink. You go 0-6. A good team could go 0-6 in that stretch. We already got one yeah. win. Yeah. I ask you, where, where is this team set up now going into the schedule? I'm not asking you necessarily for predictions, though I would welcome them if you have them. Uh, but I'm asking you, how do we shape up looking okay. into the stretch? Uh, Dan, if I was to ask you a follow-up question to that, uh, if I was to ask you of those schedules you just listed out, of those teams, mm-hmm. and I was to then put Georgia into that mix of teams, and I say, where would you rank Georgia's RPI? Okay. The ranking, mm-hmm. power rankings for basketball. Where do you think Georgia, What bottom tier, top tier, ha- top half, first half, where do you think they would rank with all those comparable teams? You'd probably maybe put them maybe in the, the lower half, maybe the lower I mean, quarter. Of of those teams, for yeah. sure, because those yeah. are the top, those are some of the top tier teams in the SEC. Okay, great. What if I was to tell you that actually Georgia is the second highest rated RPI team of all those you just listed? I would tell you who's undefeated. Auburn undefeated just won in Starkville on Saturday uh, on the road to go to 13-0. Clint, that's insanity. That's stupid crazy. Okay. Georgia and RPI are not words that if you're listening to this podcast, there's a chance you don't know what the RPI is yeah. because we don't yeah. our, we're, our RPI is not high enough ever to be relevant. All <laughs> like we really care a, about with, by RPI, do you mean the the possible chances we're even on a screen come March Madness, like resume time? Like, are we even just correct. on a screen on are ESPN? We even anywhere? like does Clark Kellogg even know that we exist? Is like <laughs> really what RPI is? Like that's yeah. that's what we're going for. No, Daniel. Uh, no, Clint. T- tell the people. Tell the people about the RPI of this team, and then the teams that we're playing, yeah. uh, because it's shocking. It's fascinating. I looked this up because I was just curious. Heading into this meat grinder, I wanted to see how much of a meat grinder. I mean, schedules, all that goes into the analytics of this. But our RPI 
currently Georgia sits at 36th, okay? 36th in the nation in RPI. We jumped 33 spots, okay, from our last ranking a week That's ago. That's a lot. That's a handful. Some may say more mm-hmm. significant than not. Uh, Auburn is fourth. They are an incredibly good, incredibly well-balanced team. They're, they're awesome. Uh, Kentucky, 82nd. My goodness. Kentucky, 17th ranked team in the nation, 82nd in RPI. 82nd in the RPI. Good night. Uh, Tennessee is 95th. Mississippi State, the aforementioned, very, very good team, 69th. And then Mississippi, I added uh, as we go, Pat, because we play Kentucky twice in there. Uh, but Mississippi is 96th in that RPI ranking. So, Daniel, uh, we are an up-and-coming team, and we're facing competition that, according to analytics, we got a shot at so you're something. saying we're going to beat everybody. Yeah, that, no, that's, that's, that's what, that is not that's what I'm saying. <laughs> your nope. official prediction. Let me just throw uh, some balance into the podcast because we're nothing if not balanced. That is what uh, I've been told my entire life. A lot of our reviews say that we're very balanced. <laughs> yeah, just fair, unbiased. <laughs> we, we, take, know. we take two sides and, and just kind of – mm-hmm. we're like a crime podcast is what we really are. We want to show both sides before making judgment. We, we really are. Um uh, ESPN's metric is called the BPI. Um, RPI notoriously has some kind of skewed ways of ranking, and is there is I don't even think the committee takes RPI into account anymore because of that. Mm. They do take some advanced metrics into account. I don't think the BPI is actually one of them, but there are some some other uh, ranking systems. RPI is still one that people talk about. Um, in the ESPN BPI, Kentucky is the th- 30th team the 30th ranked team in the country um and georgia care to take a guess where we land on the espn bpi um on espn we're probably 50th we are 99th oh my gosh (laughs) so so whatever factors are being whatever factors are being taken into account in in the bpi um are still not buying it for this Georgia team. So um, maybe a little bit of tempered expectations. Uh, I think think a win versus Kentucky to to tip off conference play, albeit at home, uh, would be an incredibly monumental and impressive feat uh, for this team. Now, let's not even get into Auburn and then Kentucky no. on the road and Tennessee and Mississippi State on the road. I think the Tennessee home game is that's, maybe that's the, one I got the best shot to win. Mm-hmm. Like that's your that's the that's the game. If you're going to go two and four in this six game stretch and you can win at Memphis and Tennessee at home, I think you'd take that. Now that we're one and zero, oh, obviously you'd like to go three and three or something like that, but. Uh, if you go two and four, and you at least get that Tennessee win, that'll be a top 100 win by the time the season is over. The Memphis win obviously will be a top, hopefully top 25, maybe top 50 mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. win on the road. Uh, and so then you get into some more winnable conference games, and you still got to play Florida twice going down the stretch, who struggled against Alabama on Saturday. Florida looks like kind of a shell of a team. Um, uh, you still got other opportunities to get quality wins. So. 
But do you realize, yeah, Daniel, just... if this team does what they did this weekend with the role players and the secondary players, and then we add Ant-Man to it, if he gets back to it, if that happens, that dream scenario comes up, oh, oh my. Now, if dreams, this... dreams just skyrocket after that point. Listen to me. If this team doesn't turn the ball over like they didn't turn the ball over, especially in the first half of that game against Memphis, and if this team shoots the way that they shot, especially in the second half of that game mm. against Memphis... Anthony Edwards or not, we can beat anybody. Like, this team can beat anybody. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of anybody. And then you bring that guy in, number five, and he can just take over a game at any point. He's an eraser. Look what, at, what what Nicobe Dean is going to be next year to the, to the football team, that's what this guy is. He's just an eraser. Just like, okay, give me the ball. I got you. Let's go. He says, you need one, I'll get one. That's, okay. That's what he does. <laughs> Um, all right, Clint. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We are going to we got more football stuff to talk about tomorrow, but we're also going to preview the Kentucky game, which is on Tuesday night. Um, uh, so we're going to jump into that. We probably will not will get into we're not getting into any more if there's signings and stuff that happen on Sunday yeah. or Monday. We probably won't get into any of that stuff until maybe the Wednesday show if there's any news to update. Tomorrow's show will be more um, uh, some football related topics, but then we'll get into the to Kentucky game in earnest and talk about that um until then leave us a rating leave us a review uh send us an email hit us up on twitter and we will be back tomorrow to talk to you guys more see ya